it's really easy to give God credit for all the big things, creation, deliverance, redemption, salvation. But what about things in the middle where everything just has to be sustained? In today's episode, we take a look at who God is as faithful sustainer. You're listening to the Girlfriends in the Word podcast. I'm your host, Natalia Drum. This podcast is designed to dive into scripture through systematic study in books of the Bible. Through cultural conversations with women today, or on specific topical studies so that we can learn what God has to say for our lives. My goal is to equip you to study God's Word well and to encourage you in your faith journey as we walk together and become girlfriends in the Word. Hey, friends, happy Wednesday. I am loving this study on God's faithfulness. I know it has encouraged and refreshed my faith so much over the last several weeks, and I pray that it is doing the same for you. And over and over throughout my week, I keep seeing how God is moving and working. And over the last several weeks, God has shown his hand to me in large ways and in small ways. So in this series so far, we have talked about God's faithfulness as the most important thing we need to know for this year and for our faith journey in general and how his faithfulness dictates his character. They're inextricably tied together. He is trustworthy because he is faithful. So our last episode, we also discussed how God was faithful specifically in the area of provision and that we can trust him to provide for us. His provision may not look how we would imagine it, and it will often come in unexpected ways and in unexpected places, or how he can move us into places of need or places that make us uncomfortable so that we're ready for his provision. But no matter what happens, we can faithfully trust for God to provide for us in many different areas. For this week, and in this area of God's faithfulness, I want to talk about God as our sustainer. Now, sustaining isn't something that we talk about a lot, and I understand. I mean, we talk about the start and the end of things. There's excitement at the beginning, and there's finality and closure and celebration at the end. But the middle of things, that's not always the fun part. It's the mundane moments of the everyday, and they're boring, and they're tedious, and they sometimes feel like they're far too minuscule of moments to be really focused or needing God's faithfulness. At least, sometimes that's what we think. Where the truth is, it's in the middle of things where we really need to see God the most. It's the middle part of things where we see God as sustainer. We see God sustain us in so many ways. And we see this all throughout scripture. We start in Genesis where he creates everything that exists and we we glorify and we celebrate that God is creator. But we often forget that the creation he created is the same creation that he sustains. The earth and the heavens and everything in between it. It's not just enough to celebrate the creator, but we live and we breathe and we speak right now in these moments because of God's faithfulness to sustain us and everything that he creates. As a matter of fact, the writer of Hebrews in chapter one, the first part of verse three tells us, speaking specifically of Jesus as the son of God, and he is the radiance of his glory in the exact representation of his nature and upholds all things by the power of his word. We see that upholding and sustaining power of God. Paul also speaks about this when he talks about Jesus to the church at Colossae in chapter one, verse three. He says again, he is before all things and in him holds all things together. What a beautiful picture of God sustaining and holding us. Or we see as God speaks to the prophet Isaiah in chapter 41, verse 10, it says, 
God speaks and he says to Isaiah, fear not for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. As Isaiah struggles through the work that God has called him to, God reminds him, Isaiah, I got you and I'm going to sustain you and my righteousness will be the sustenance that you need. We could scour the scriptures for verses and stories of God sustaining his people, and we would find it over and over again. As a matter of fact, in the book of Exodus, we see the Israelites traveled the wilderness for 40 years, and they needed not for food or water or clothing because God provided everything and sustained even the shoes on their feet from wearing out. But today, out of all the stories, I want to take us into the book of Acts and the story of Paul specifically. And for the sake of time, I'll recap the story because it's kind of in the middle of chapters 22 through 24. So I encourage you to go into the text and read about Paul's experience and and what God did in the midst of it. But the text is in the middle of Paul's missionary ministry, and he's no longer planting churches, but he's dealing with the political and social fallout of ministry. His ministry has had a massive impact, and one would think that this would be the time where God would just keep blessing and flourishing. And, you know, Paul's been so productive preaching that surely he'll just keep going from place to place. Word has spread all around Asia Minor. The gospel has been flourishing, and people are coming to faith in Jesus Christ as their Savior. Churches are being planted, preachers are rising up, they're growing, and the Spirit is moving. And yet, in the middle of all of this, Paul gets arrested. Now, Paul is not a newcomer to being arrested. This is not his first rodeo in a prison. He's been in prison a time or two before, and God has done some miraculous things as far as delivering him out of them. But that's not what happens this time. This time, things get serious, and Paul's got a lot of angry religious leaders attempting to kill him. As a matter of fact, tensions are so high in the religious realm and in the Jewish councils that the Roman government steps in and removes Paul for his own protection. Paul, now under Roman arrest for protection, requests trial according to Roman law, and he's on course to endure a very long wait to be able to testify in Rome. He just doesn't know that yet. So it's in the middle of this story. There's a little verse in chapter 2311 that I find so interesting. Because it's a detail of grace that I don't want us to miss. Now, don't forget, Paul is locked up. His freedom is taken. His life is threatened. And it tells us in the text, The following night, the Lord stood by him and said, Take courage, for as you have testified to the facts about me in Jerusalem, so you must testify also in Rome. Paul has got a an experience with God in the midst of these harrowing circumstances, and it sustains him. Where God comes to Paul and gives Paul a command, and he tells Paul, this story isn't finished. You're just in the middle of the mess. And I know the middle is messy, but hold on, I have work for you to do. So keep moving forward and do it. And it's so encouraging, right? We're like, yay, God, go, sustain Paul. How wonderful. We love it. I mean, who wouldn't love God coming to them and giving them encouragement? I know I would. And I'm like, yay, this is awesome. So why are we reading this text out of all the stories? Well, in the next couple chapters, we learn how all of this plays out for Paul. 
And rather than God delivering him from his imprisonment, it's a story of God sustaining him through it. This time, Paul is in prison, not for days or weeks or even months, but for years. We learn at the end of the chapter that when Paul had been moved to Caesarea, he was there in a waiting pattern, in a holding pattern, under the rule of Felix for two years. Now, I don't know about you. I sure like it when God moves things along quickly. And it's great to think of God as sustainer in my struggles. But if I'm honest, I don't actually want to struggle for a long time. I really like when God works as my deliverer. Because to me, that feels much quicker than God being my sustainer. See, deliverance means action. Like when they're moved out of Egypt or when they come into the promised land. Or when they're delivered from sin and bondage. As Jesus heals people who are possessed by demon or disease. For me, Deliverer evokes the ideas and the images of the sea parting and a way being made. Or the manna coming down each morning. But Sustainer? Sustainer evokes with it the aspect of time, perseverance, and endurance. All the things that require so much trust. And God sustained Paul in his imprisonment rather than delivering him out of his imprisonment. And honestly, that's not something I like to think about because what if God doesn't remove me from the circumstances of life that I don't like? What if God wants to sustain me through them? Am I really okay with that? Are we really okay and comfortable with allowing God to sustain us? To say, Lord, I don't like this this path ahead of me but I know that you are sustainer. So I'm going to allow you to carry me along. I'm not going to fight you in it. And I'm going to let you carry me through it. It requires so much surrender of control and power to just be patient with God. And are we willing to be sustained through something rather than be delivered out of it? They're tough questions and they cause me to pause And wonder what I really believe about God. And this is why I think faithfulness is so important for us to grasp. Because honestly, there is so much power when we see God as a faithful sustainer. I mean, he does it already every day in our lives. We just don't often look for it. He's sustaining everything together and holding everything together in our lives in place that we never think about. And often, honestly, we don't give him praise or thanks for And it's so easy to highlight him as the deliverer or the provider because we often look at those big events and big things and we overlook his big power in the little things. Like sustaining the very breath in our body and the heartbeat in our chest. And I want us to see how big he is in the very little moments of our lives. Can we still say that God is good when the cancer doesn't go into remission the way that we hoped it would? What if rather than learning about God as healer in our lives, he wants to teach us that he's our sustainer? Or what if rather than an instant transformation from an addiction with food or sex or lust or money, God wants to teach us that he isn't limited to deliverance, but he's a faithful sustainer in the times of our temptation so that we would choose him rather than ourselves. And we could play the what if game all day long. 
But the reality is so often we compare other people's stories of redemption or provision or deliverance against our stories of sustaining. And because we don't see a huge event, we often think, oh, God's not real or surely God doesn't love me as much. Or maybe we think God's not working for me or he's not working on my behalf or he hasn't given me his favor. And all the while, God is working out his faithfulness in our lives as our sustainer. Friend, let's not miss this. God is working right now. He is faithful right now in the middle of whatever story you're walking through. He is sustainer in so many ways. Right in the middle of whatever current moment you're experiencing, from the breath in your lungs to the beating of your heart, He is sustaining your life and your faith and your world. So this week, as we go forth and we look for God's faithfulness, let's focus on the big and the small ways that he's working as our sustainer. It's all around us. Let's not miss it. Until next week. If you've enjoyed the series on God's faithfulness, I encourage you to head over to my website, www.nataliadrum.com, and click on the freebies tab where you can download a free 31-day devotional on the faithfulness of God and how we can study who he is, what his character is like, and what that means for our lives. You can get a print version as well as an interactive PDF to use on your tablet or your phone. Enjoy, friends. Thank you so much for listening to the Girlfriends in the Word podcast. You can find resources on the website at www.nataliadrum.com, which is where you can connect with me via email, you can download resources, or you can check out the shop for books and tools to grow in your faith. If you want to connect with me on social media, head over to Instagram and find me at the handle at Natalia Drum. 